listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Elliott. Today, we have a special episode. It's one of just me, myself, and I. I'm going to be covering the beginning and end steps of when you are just acquiring a new property, you're acquiring new tenants, you have a plan A goal that you know everything works out all smooth and dandy, rainbows under the sun and all that with your tenants moving out that you just acquired and you can go along your whole path of actually doing whatever your plans and goals are with that property as your investing strategy. And if any obstacles come into play, how to overcome them and still be able to get these tenants out to create a win-win situation. So long story short right there, we're going to be covering how to get your tenants out, your new acquired tenants out as fast as possible and creating that win-win situation. So pretty excited about this episode. It's something we've dealt with this a few different times now. It is somewhat newer, but it really encouraged me to do this episode because I've seen several different people on social media post underneath some of my comments having struggles and difficulties actually getting some of their tenants out and having people that are sticking around, squatters in their property, damaging their property, having to pay them out cash for keys, like $10,000, $12,000 plus for each individual tenant. I mean, talk about going broke very quickly with your holding costs. The holding costs in general could just eat you alive if they're sticking around and they're messing up the whole property, the whole investment strategy, and also taking it to court and all the nonsense that expenses and chaos that court can bring along with it. So, Uh, We're going to dive into exactly how we were able to get all three of our new acquired tenants out. Two of them, which were the most difficult, were all done within two weeks. And then the last one we just got out today, just Saturday, March 7th. And we got them out today by helping them move and so forth. So all within three weeks, three tenants out. And it's something that to me, I think it's a no brainer, but other people might might be able to take some notes on this. So it's going to be very good and super excited for this one. But as always, if you haven't actually subscribed, then you're going to want to do that. So you get updated with the newest podcast episode every single Monday. So jump on Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, hit that subscribe button. Also leave a review. Let me know what you guys think about it. And on top of that, make sure that you guys are following me on on social media on facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott investor or facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott REI Brandon Elliott investments at on Instagram and then Brandon Elliott investments.com as well. Just so you can get updated with the newest and we have a bunch of videos coming out with the newest content and the whole process, the, the follow along of this project. So there's a lot of cool pictures and videos that you can see as we go we're actually going to be done this project before the 1st of April. So that's very exciting. 
And let me just break down the numbers for you guys really quick so you can get a good picture of this. We closed on this fourplex. It's in North Park, San Diego, very hot location, right down the street from Balboa. And, you know, a famous park if, if you're not familiar. We closed on it on the, it was supposed to be the 10th. We closed on it February 12th, right? So, you know, the first goal here is to lock in a deal, lock in a good deal, run the numbers, figure out the numbers with your contractor, so forth, to see what the remodel is going to be. Number two is raise the money. We brought six investors, including myself, into this deal, and two of which brought in 50000 each. And then two others brought in 100000 each. I brought in a little over 130000 Most of it was all credit, utilizing credit, as well as some money in the bank. But we like to leverage credit, as you guys are aware of, and, uh, and move money around, as well as get paid off of credit. So a lot of fun stuff with that. And then we had another hard money lender that came in at 840000 $840, plus covering the remodel costs of 110000 which we are currently on budget with. We are at 56,000 in, in the remodel cost so far out of that 110,000. All the major expenses have been paid for so far. We did have one vacancy right from the start, right when we jumped in. So starting from the 12th, we started going to town right away, ordering all the things that we needed to, windows, appliances, kitchen, flooring, all that fun stuff and got the scope of work very detailed. So we knew exactly transparency and everything between our contractor to know exactly what is needed to be done. We ran into a couple little hurdles as far as low bearing ceilings that we were opening up some walls in the bottom two units. And we didn't find that out until the 29th, once the two tenants were out, which we'll dive into in just a second. But in total, we picked up this property for 1.2 5 million with the remodel cost. It's a little over 1.35, 1.36. And yeah, I mean the holding costs per month are $9,500. So $9,500 rain, sleet, snow, rain or shine. That's how much our holding costs are. And holding costs, if, if you don't get these tenants out in a quick enough time, you're paying them to stay there right? So you got to create a win-win situation. You definitely want to in order to make sure that you're getting this plan, this project done as soon as possible. They're creating the win-win situation so they can move forward. And so you can move forward and be able to get a strong return back to not just yourself, but the investors that participated within this project so that you guys can get another one, right? Like that's the main goal here to keep the process going, to have the money working hard for itself, not just sitting there wasting money. So what we did was after we closed on the deal, then step number four is basically it's one hurdle at a time, right? So number one is lock in the deal. Number two is raise the money. That's its own hurdle by itself. And then number three is close on the deal. We closed on the deal. And number four is we have these tenants now, right? When we were originally closing on the deal, about a week or so before we were prior before that, you know, it, we had a, a 10 day closing. So before we actually went into contract, we were told that all tenants would be out by the 21st of February. We're like, cool. One week of holding costs of just sitting there. That's not too big of a deal. That's nothing. We can gives us some time to get the scope of work done, get the contractors in there and start banging things out. With that being said, a couple of days before closing, I sat down with each and every one of them all three of them to see, hey, 
what is your situation? What is your goals? What are your plans? And I think that is very, very crucial. Not enough people are actually doing that. It comes down to one-on-one transparency, communication to be at its top notch. You know, so it's not whisper down the lane. It's exactly what is your situation? Where's your mindset at? Listen to the individual after you ask the question. Simple, like, hey, what are your plans? You guys are planning on moving, correct? Because this is what I was told. So figure out what the situation is and get the communication transparency on the same exact page so that you guys are level and so that down the road, I wasn't waiting around to the 21st and then I'm just sitting there waiting for keys to fall in my hand, you know, and then they tell me like, hey, you're not getting any keys, right? So once I actually sat down with them and talked to each individual, I realized that, yes, they all wanted to move, right? They were all ready and they mentally knew that their days were getting numbered and coming up very soon to have to move. But shockingly to my surprise, I found out that it wasn't going to be on February 21st. Instead, they all had goals to potentially be out within the next two to three months. Two to three months is something that was very shocking to me because as I just mentioned, $9,500 for holding costs every single month, rain, sleep, snow, whatever. Uh, They're going to want their money one way or the other. And rightfully so. they over, you know, it's $1.25 million for the purchase. So that's a lot of money at hand, a lot of money at stake, and it's a 12 month term. So, you know, gotta, gotta move. Right. And we plan on doing Airbnb with this. We plan on remodeling Airbnb, cash out, refinance, hang on to it for the long run, making, you know, passive income through the Airbnb short-term rentals problem with two to three months is holding costs is ridiculous. Plus it's, it's slowing down and dragging our goals. It's delaying our goals, our plans. And also just reading their body language. They said that they wanted to move out in two to three months, but their actionable steps of what they're doing each and every day didn't actually align with matching up to that goal. I didn't see what they were doing on a regular basis to actually align with that goal. So realistically, I I realized right then and there that it was probably going to take even longer if we didn't step in and start doing something. So at that point, it's very crucial to figure out, you know, like how are we going to get these tenants out and create a win-win situation? The last thing that anybody ever feels, like you never want to put somebody in a corner, push them in a corner and start kind of rushing somebody out or forcing somebody out or, or making it like, yes, you just purchased the property. Yes, you own it. But if they've lived there for a long period of time, one individual lived there for 40 years, that's four, zero, four, zero. That's a lot of time. You know, that is their home and rightfully so, no matter how much they were paying. By the way, it was $355 a month. It was owner, owner managed, and he was 90 years old, 90 plus, and you know, he never raised rents once, so very crazy. Another unit, they were there for 10 years. 10 years. Another one, four and a half plus years. Four and a half hasn't paid, so that's kind of shocking as well. But nevertheless, this was you know, their home, and people get very territorial. It's kind of like the new, new guy comes in and just starts trying to bully you to get out. 
And that's, that's not fun. So it's very crucial to figure out how to speak, how to communicate, how to get to know what they're thinking. So what I like to do is just figure out where they're at and where their head's out and what they want at the end of the day. Like, do you guys actually want to move? Like, is that your plan? And they all were very receptacle to that. The lady that was there for 40 years, she did want to move. She started processing that in her head, although she was going to miss it. This was her home. She enjoyed it for the time being. But thankfully, at the right time and several months before, her and her family, because she's 80 years old, her and her sons were about 50 years old. And they were talking with her saying, you know, maybe we should find another situation for you as she started growing more dependent on them and needing more assistance, right? So living on her own potentially was getting to be out of the question moving forward anyway. So this is a new season in their life, something good. And she was already mentally getting prepared for this. The other individuals, four and a half years, not paying, younger brought the whole family in once they realized it was one of those situations that they didn't need to pay rent and they're just going to squat there. They planned on moving to Texas. And I'll talk about that situation in just a moment. The other individual, he was okay with moving. He was there for 10 years. He was actually one of the sons of Gloria, which is the lady that was there for 40 years. So a very tight family, awesome people, really enjoyed getting to know them, building the relationship, helping out where we could and letting God kind of lead the way to, to make it a win-win situation. So super blessed for, for that family. They're, they're cool people. At the end of the day, though, it's very crucial to figure out where their head's at, what they want, and then figuring out brainstorming with them and getting creative to figure out some other options, right? They said two, three, four months. In the next few months, you know, we'll all be out. Okay, well, what's stopping you? You know, what's stopping you from this weekend? What's stopping you from in two weeks or whatever the situation may be? This is where you're at. Cool. Now, this is where I'm at. Okay. So, and how can we meet in the middle? How can we make this a win-win situation? What is stopping you from hitting your goal? Let me see how we can get creative to figure out a win-win situation and make sure that we can help explore and complete your goal. Not necessarily on the time frame, but as far as the whole move out and any obstacles that are in your way so we can crush those obstacles and knock down that wall and be able to hit your goal sooner than later, as well as our goal, which is more on the sooner than later type of approach. And then at the end of the day, after that, you you just want to see their response. Like you want to see what they're willing to allow you to step in or what their response would be, what their body language actually shows. You know, are they willing to allow you to help? Some people get very prideful and they don't want any help whatsoever. And that's what the situation is. And maybe they'll say that they don't want any help right now. Maybe you don't have the time to help. Maybe you could hire somebody else to help in. But if you're persistent, like Gloria, she didn't want us to help at first. And she was persistent on that. But we were also persistent to step in and build the relationship and sit down and spend several hours with her on a regular basis to be able to build their relationship, build the comfortableness with her and relate with her, hear her out, hear her stories you know, just communicate, get to know each other a little bit more. So we're not strangers. And once we build that bond, then, and we still stay firm and persistent, then, you know, she started allowing us to step in and help her out. 
because she only had two hands and Jennifer and I stepping in, we have four hands and our hands are younger and, and move faster. So we can help box as long as we figured out what her dilemma was, like what's holding her back. And at the end of the day, we realized that she's sharp as a whistle and she really just wanted to go through all of her items. She's very persistent on that. She's been there 40 years and she wanted to go almost, I wouldn't say hoarder, but it was getting to the point. There was a lot of things for 25, 30 plus years that were in this house, mail and so forth, that she wanted to go through. Newspapers, everything that she wanted to go through, whether or not she should throw it away, should she keep it, should she file it, should she, you know, where things were. And I respected that. It's a little analytical part, and I'm more of a put it all in a box, we'll figure it out later. But she wanted to go through it, and she wanted to know where everything was. So with that being said, we needed to grant her request, and we needed to go one by one with her and just show her the items and to allow her to point, okay, which box to put this in, how to organize it, however she wanted it boxed up, and so forth, to make her feel comfortable. Once she started allowing us to do this, labeling every box. That's what she was very detailed on. And then started organizing it. We were going through her house very quick. And within about a week or so, we were a week and a half, two weeks, we were all boxed up and good to go. Her sons were stepping in, removing the boxes after we boxed everything up. And then she moved in with one of her other sons. So that was one of the biggest obstacles. And then the other one, the one that hasn't paid in four and a half years, we sat down with them and their situation was they originally didn't maliciously, you know, try to avoid not paying, but it turned into that over time in the aspect of it was owner managed and he was in his nineties. So he ended up getting sick in the hospital. This is all from what I've heard he was in the hospital, everybody's sending in checks for rent and they weren't getting cashed. So after a couple months, nobody reached out to them, to the tenants, you know, and you know, all the tenants got kind of ghosted. They didn't know what was going on. They just knew that their rent checks weren't getting cashed. So eventually they stopped sending these checks in. And once the owner came back around, these particular tenants got used to that lifestyle and just refused to start paying. And four and a half years go by and the owner didn't do anything. He didn't take it to court, didn't hire it out or anything. Um, and it started turning into more of an issue. The problem with that is that when that long of a time frame goes by, it makes it nearly impossible in court to actually be able to recuperate those funds or, or it'll take some time to get the tenant out. Depends on what state you're in, obviously. you know, Some states are more landlord friendly. Others are more tenant friendly. This is California is a tenant friendly state and they could potentially be in there for six months or longer, which is crazy. But we talked to a few different lawyers. We knew our legal rights. We knew paperwork that we needed to sign, get them to sign and so forth if needed. And basically we found out it'd be about 1500 to $2,000 per unit to get them evicted. And it would take about 60 days if they didn't fight it. What we wanted to do was create this win-win situation. So we knew that with the one tenants that haven't paid in four and a half years, we could tell by the body language that, you know, we first knew that they wanted to move to Texas. Second, we knew what was stopping them was funds to be able to move. They looked into it. It was about $6,000. That's what they claimed to be able to move all their stuff to Texas, their cars and so forth. 
and they were lacking on funds with that. Afterwards, we figured out, you know, their body language was very stressful and scared about getting sued for all the money that was owed over 25,000, well over, you know, they were scared about that. So before we closed on the property, we ended up getting assignment of rents. What this means is we negotiated that with the owner to sign that and give us assignment of rents, meaning anything that was owed by the tenants for this month or previously or anything in the past would get assignment of rents. They would owe us, the new owners, and we would be lawfully and legally like able to go after those funds and the new tenants would owe us now instead of the old tenants. They wouldn't just be wiping it out, right? So with assignment of rents, that legal form, that helped us because it technically gave us the right to go after whatever that one tenant that hasn't paid for four and a half years, she owed us now and we could legally go after that. So we would have never got it in court, by the way. I personally don't believe that. And the lawyers that were educating me didn't think so either. But we used it as leverage to be able to get that property, that unit back. And we also did a cash for keys type of situation. So I promised her, hey, I can either give the eviction lawyer, I said a thousand bucks. It would be a thousand. It would be 1500 to 2000 realistically. It could have been less if it was very quick and easy, but most likely 1500 to 2000 And because they haven't paid in such a long time, we were going to serve them a three-day notice. God knows if they would know what to do with that. If they did, hopefully they would be out right away, but they could stay in plenty longer, and that's to pay or quit. But that would just be the beginning of like a court process, which is a pain. And if they fought it, then they could have been in there a hell of a lot longer. So we're thankful that we use that as leverage that we're either going to pay a thousand dollars to the lawyer or we're willing to pay you a thousand dollars. The problem is if we pay the lawyer a thousand dollars, then you could potentially get evicted, mess up your credit, your new location that you're trying to move into that you're going to move into because you're not going to stay here, right? You already know you're moving out to new things with your credit getting messed up with an eviction on your credit report. It's going to be very hard to get qualified and approve for any new location. Plus all that money that you've owed in the past from not paying four and a half years could potentially get levied from your bank account or your W-2 paychecks every single week when you get paid if we get a judgment against you. And that was enough to scare her as well as we offered $1,000 for either pay the lawyer or pay you $1,000 to help with your goal to get to 6,000 to actually move. So She was super excited about that, knew that we were going above and beyond and willing to help out in that situation. She jumped on the bit for that and rightfully so, smart move. And we probably could have got away with offering less than a thousand, but it's a good win-win situation. And all I did, there was a lot of crap in there. I said, all you need to do is sign these documents, which simply just Googled online, uh, cash for keys documents, edited it to how I needed it. And basically said I was waiving anything that was previously owed, so I won't go after you. And then also, we're giving you $1,000 cash for keys, but every single thing needs to be out of the house so that there's nothing, like my guys can come in, just rip up the carpet, demo the kitchen and bathroom, and be good to go. It's not going to cost us extra to have my guys removing things and leaving, you know, any trash that's left behind and dumpster fees and so forth. So 
That was what we agreed to. They had until the 29th. They waited till the very last second. I was hoping they were going to be overachievers, but they waited to the very last second, moved out by like 9 or 10 p.m. that night, gave us the keys, and we were good to go, change the locks and so forth. Also, a very huge part of this is always be the middleman. You don't want to be the boss. In negotiations, you never want to be the boss. You always want to have somebody that you can put the pain on, right? Like the bulliness, like the good cop, bad cop. You you always want to be the good cop and put the blame and, you know, well, sorry, the investors are really, this is what's going through their head. This is the problem that they're coming with. We are the main like LLC holders, but at the end of the day, we labeled ourselves and we announced ourselves as the managing members of this LLC project. And we're the main ones. And when we announced to these tenants, these new occupied acquired tenants, they, they realized that we were doing everything in our past to be able to create a win-win situation, help out where we could. We helped box up one, get them mentally prepared. You know, Gloria, get her mentally prepared for the new change, the new season in her life. Something, you know, we prayed with her several times and uh, heard stories, communicated, really built relationships. So it was a blessing to get to know her and her family and then helped out with the other situation that people that haven't paid in four and a half years, they were actually the, the neighborhood, I guess, bad tenants starting problems with a lot of other neighbors and so forth. So everybody was pretty excited to have them go. They treated us with respect and we did the same with them. So it was a great win-win situation. I think just communication, some books that have helped me tremendously, I, I believe, I, I know, changed my life with you know, several people right after I read the book. It's been years since I've read the book, but I believe truly that once I learned these things, that it helped me in so many different areas along life. So basically the book of how to win friends and influence people, like unbelievable. And I think the communication, transparency, building relationships, helping with the mindset and getting them to like us, as well as figuring out like, hey, we're not trying to be bullies. We're not trying to be bad guys. This is what we need. We want to help you out and figure out what you need, have straight communication and be able to serve you guys well. And whatever we can do to help out, let's do this. Let's, let's make it work, right? So there's no resentment. There's no lack of anything. We can try to remove as much stress as possible because a move can be one of the biggest stress points in anybody's life. It's one of the biggest ones. So we wanted to remove as much stress as we possibly could. And Gloria, I mean, she's been there for 40 years. She's 80 years old. That was something that we were praying about on our own as well as with her on a regular basis because we did not want to put any stress on her, cause like a heart attack or anything crazy on a on a stressful move. So we really wanted to do all the boxing, let her be fully aware of everything and, and make sure that she was the shot caller because she, she's naturally a boss, single parent mother. Awesome, awesome, strong woman. Very cool. And uh, we wanted her to be the boss within this new season and get her excited and prepared for something that's even bigger and better for her new situation. And overall, Greg, her other son, we were able to help him move out today. He was the Last one to go about a week later, but we didn't put any pressure on him for the longest time because we believe he would be the easiest. At the end of the day, it was three weeks, so less than a month. We had all three tenants out, and 
I mean, he was a great guy as well. We helped him move the heavy stuff today because he has a bad knee. You know, we helped send him a, a couple different properties he's, he could potentially move into, some good ones within his wants and needs list and uh, for location, and bedroom size, all that fun stuff and his price range. And he ended up applying to about five of them, got approved for a few and picked one and super excited for his new living situation. It's a beautiful, nice location house. So very excited for that. But at the end of the day, it's really just like figure out what they want, where their head's at and start brainstorming with them, getting creative, figuring out other different situations. I would never, ever, ever offer more than, you know, a couple thousand dollars to be able to move them out. Like some of my friends there, they commented on one of my Facebook messages that 10 to $12,000 there, they're paying each tenant to move out. Like, how can you even afford that? Like if you knew going into it, that's what would need to be done to be able to get these tenants out then, and you, you know, the deal still worked with running those numbers then. Yeah, I, I suppose, but that's a lot, you know? <laughs> and yeah, there's always going to be some kind of fire that pops up. How you deal with it, how you react to it is very, very crucial and always staying positive, pray through it, as well as ask for these new downloads, new visions to be able to figure out how you can get creative and be able to create this new win-win situation to be able to move forward successfully into the new season for these new tenants, as well as yourself. So you can get to your next stage of demoing and remodel and so forth. But yeah, you never want to be the boss either. You always want to be that middleman, the good cop and put the bad cop stuff on the investors. That's what I did. So when Gloria or Greg or any of them were bringing up like, hey, you know, we can't get rushed. We can't get rushed. And we're not trying to rush. So we, we take a step back. And that's another great book is The Art of Negotiating. So How to Win Friends and Influence People and then The Art of Negotiating, two books that have helped me tremendously. Negotiating, you need on everything. But this is, that's a crucial stepping stone when it comes down to how you prepare yourself, how you come off and reading their body language. So right when they felt like attacked or getting pressured or overwhelmed, you got to take a step back and figure out, hey, we're not trying to do that. We're trying to relieve stress. So I'm on the same page. You want to relate with them. You want to communicate. You want to hear them out. Listen, 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 then talk. Make sure the words that are coming out of your mouth are, are smooth and on their same page so that you can really create a win-win situation, especially, you know, utilize the words that they've already mentioned, you know, some of their goals. Hey, I, I know that you said you want to move to Texas. I know you agreed that it, it would be best to move into a new location with your son. And it's going to be awesome there. Like, you know, you got friends, your own age, you got, you can walk around, whatever, you know, hit all the points that they've brought up in the past and uh, restate them. So you build up that value. And that excitement for the new change, you know, don't bring up the negative things. That would be very idiotic because you don't want to bring any sad moments. You know, I know you brought up or you have a lot of memories here, right? You don't want to do that, but uh, you definitely want to relate with them. You want to get on the good side. You want to be the, the messenger and not the boss, because if you're the boss and you're saying, well, I need you out, like we need you out now, then you're painted as the bad guy. and because they know you're the shot caller and you have the ability to go easy on them. But you got to restate like, hey, this is costing me $9,500. Play the victim a little bit as well as the middleman is always the, the best key. But 
But these are my tips and tricks of what I've utilized. I don't know if this is too helpful for you guys. I really do hope that it is the art of negotiating and how to win friends and influence people, I believe has helped me tremendously. And I think it could do a lot in all areas of anybody's life as well. So you definitely want to pick up those books. I believe we have it underneath the recommendations under uh, BrandonElliottInvestments.com. So you can definitely jump in there and check out that. Otherwise, once we get these tenants out, you want to get that detailed scope of work. You want to get everything on plan with your contractors and just go to town. We have about seven, eight plus guys five days a week going to town on this project. And we're doing all renew electrical, all new plumbing, paint inside out, the whole nine HVAC, all redone. So uh, super excited about this one. And it will be done before the first. It'll be done within the next two weeks. So two to three weeks. But super excited about it. I know you guys are as well. If you want to see any more of the whole process, then you're going to want to follow on Facebook for the most part at uh, facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott Investor. That's where we're putting a lot of the content up as well as Instagram, Brandon Elliott Investments. And if you guys have any questions or interested in more of the numbers or behind the scenes type of thing, then reach out. I'm an open book. I'd, I'd love to share it with you guys. And if you're interested in getting into the next project, we have tons of deals that we're analyzing right now and super excited to get into the next stage. But, but this is an exciting deal for us and we're hitting those million dollar price lines. So very blessed and excited to create win-win situations with the acquired tenants that we walked into to make it a win-win situation. This is how you can do it. This is what I recommend. This is how we did it. And if you're going through any obstacles, then reach out to me. I'd love to you know, give a quick conversation, get an understanding of it, and see how we could help out you as well with whatever type of fire you're trying to deal with and put out right now so it doesn't get bigger. And we can demolish that so you can get onto your plans and goals. But with that being said, I hope you guys all have an amazing day. You guys all stay blessed and make sure that you subscribe to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast so you get the newest episode every single Monday as well as you know, follow us on all social media, leave a review, let me know what you guys think about it. And if you guys are interested for the first five people that leave a review and subscribe to it, reach out to me, send me a DM with a screenshot, I'll send you my book, Action. Well, this is my book, Action Driven. I can give you that, or I can give you um, a copy of Success Profile Magazine. It is an article that we were blessed to write an article for, put on the front cover because we were talking about credit and how you guys can credit hack into real estate. With the 130000 plus that we put into this deal, we pulled out from our credit cards about 200000 all 0% interest, no fees attached, and we actually made $4,000 profit by pulling out that money. And we only used 130 plus of it, but... But yeah, there's some power in utilizing credit and being able to put that to work. So look out for the course that we have coming out very soon with the Credit Council Elite. Very excited for that one. That will be coming out here very shortly. You guys are definitely going to want to stay tuned in for that. We'll have some special deals for you. But with that being said, I'm getting out of here. You guys all stay blessed and we will see you on the very next one. God bless, guys. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining.
until next time, God bless.